Okay, guys, and welcome back to the podcast, the Tour Experience Podcast. Mikey. Hello, friends. How does it feel to say that? So good. For you and I to have our own podcast called the Tour Experience Podcast, yeah. it feels pretty special. TXP. We uh, <laughs> we were talking about names for the podcast. Obviously, you know, we, we had the TXG podcast, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to, we're trying to obviously, you know, blend and, and merge into this mm-hmm. sort of uh, the club champion ecosystem now and, and as we are as club champion media. But as we were thinking about names and, and what do we want to call it? You know, you, you and I, yeah. our podcast and, and kind of... We uh, came up with some names that were not PG. Yeah, there were some names in Rated there. R. Yeah. And uh, well, maybe one day we'll share those. But uh, the Tour Experience podcast yeah. felt right. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, there's going to be some some pretty cool guests coming up. Yeah. You know, professional athletes, golfers, um, you know, celebrities like yourself. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I think it will also have the ability to sometimes have the podcast a little bit more laid back, not as prim and proper, which I think people need to see, um, <laughs> the BS we give each other, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for this. We are still in our, the studio that we've always done the podcast. Yeah. We are building our own podcast with so shout out to 1990 studios cause they yeah. do all our editing for us. Um, so yeah, no, it'll be good. We'll have access to turn on the mics if yeah. we wanted to twice a week. Um, and just shoot the breeze with whoever wants to come on. So yeah, no, this will be uh, this will be cool. Yeah, the guest list is pretty extensive. There's there's some cool names. We we uh, we're kind of pinching ourselves at some of the names that we're we're getting the opportunity to talk to and and for you guys to to hear from. Um, it's safe to we love the podcast. I like the podcast. The podcast is nice and relaxing. See when you're standing in front of the camera at the channel and there's people we trolls and you're listening that <laughs> leave nasty comments. It's just like you need a hug. Whereas here, yeah, I don't know if they need it's a hug little bit more relaxed, a little bit more chilled out. It's good. That slap is what ah, we slap. Um, so yeah, no podcast is back. The Tour Experience podcast. We the the regular cadence. You yeah, know, yeah it trying needs to, to be. It needs to be in a much much more regular cadence. That's that's the only way you guys are gonna know when to find us, where to find us on the on the channel. It has its own standalone sort of mm-hmm. podcast channel. And we intend to bring you the very best podcast content that that we we can. Yeah. Um, best guests, the best info, sponsors, sponsors, Rolex, absolutely, Mercedes. Absolutely, if you're listening, okay, guys, uh, stay tuned. Please subscribe, share, pass it on to your friends. Let's get this podcast humming, mm-hmm. right? We're we're the, the the bigger it becomes, the the more leverage we have to get better guests and stuff. We have our own contacts that will get us so far. If we want this podcast to get where we believe it could go, uh, we're going to need your help. Uh, and that's how the the whole TXG ecosystem was built. It was built around you guys, our community. And as we embark on the Tour Experience podcast journey, you guys are going to be at the center of that. So uh, join us, share it, like it, subscribe to it. And uh, we will be back with weekly content coming mm-hmm. to you. Uh, weekly, we promise. On the YouTube channel and on all of our pod, uh, podcast um, streams. So Definitely. Very special edition we've got today, Mikey. This will be good. We um, managed to pull a significant favour on this one. Fair to say, we've had some good guests, great guests on the channel, great this, content contributors. This is number one. There's levels to the game. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is on another level. We, we have a future Hall of Famer, someone whose golf resume really stacks up mm-hmm. with basically anyone in the yeah. game, you know, career money, 
major champion. Lowest right, score. Lowest score ever in the PGA Tour. It's impressive. Sub 60 multiple times. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. We've got Mr. Jim Furyk joining us yeah, on the uh, on the podcast today. Pretty cool. Two bums like you and I get to speak to, you know, a current vice captain for Ryder Cup 2023. Yeah, it is uh, a cool... <clears throat> very very cool moment for us to to chat with Jim. Obviously, hot off the heels of the captain's picks, mm-hmm. we saw the the sort of lock in picks were established at the end of the tour ch- uh, championship, and then it was you know the wait for uh, the the final six picks. Firstly, Mikey, what were your what were your thoughts on uh, on the picks? Yeah, I mean, oh, listen, I feel like I I've grown up watching Spieth and Ricky um, on tour, so it's nice to see them on the team. Yeah. Are they missing out picking someone like a Keegan Bradley or Cameron Young from this year who played exceptionally yeah, Lucas well? Glover. Lucas Glover. I mean, I saw Keegan's, you know, tweet, a photo of the bag that he hasn't opened since 2012. I know. I know. I mean, um, I I mean, like the bag's probably full of mold and stinking, but it's... uh Shed a tear for the guy. I yeah. I really felt for yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, and I think in the back of his mind for how well he's played, he's thinking yeah. like, I'm back, baby. I'm going to play Ryder Cup. I'm going to mm-hmm. get the call up. So, you know, for... You know, I don't want to get into the whole live thing for Brooksy to get a, a call up. I think is it's different. Um, I'm not against it because the guy thrives in those kind of uh, environments. And mm-hmm. I think six months ago when you and I talked about the Ryder Cup, you had no hope for Europe. Um, but now I think it's going to be a proper proper battle. I still need to be convinced of this because I'm going the other way. I'm going. I'm going more towards like we have no chance, like yeah. none. Yeah. I'm worried about what spectacle it is on, a, on the Sunday, if I'm being honest. Um, I think it'll be closest. I really do think it'll be a close Ryder Cup. It's so dependent. I mean, if you know, if we look over at the, the, the teams as of right now, right, we know the US team, right? We, we go Burns, Cantley, Wyndham Clark, Ricky, Harmon, Homa, Ke- uh, Kepka, Morikawa, Shoffley, Scheffler, Spieth and Thomas, right? It's, it's pretty formidable. We go over to Team Europe now. Obviously, the picks are not are not there yet. We've got four confirmed players: Tyrrell Hatton, Hovland, McIlroy, Ram. Four great players. Yeah. Right. On top of that, we're likely to see Robert McIntyre. Yeah. Likely to see uh, Bob on there. Previous win- winner at, mm-hmm. at Marco Simone Golf yep. Club. Um, we're likely probably to see Sepp Straka. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah in good there. Point. You've got some experience in the periphery with Justin Rose and I mean, Rose, Shane Lowry's not a million miles away. Yeah. I think, and again, those guys thrive in that kind of match play environment. Yep. Technically, you could say the Euros grew up playing match play. North Americans, not very popular with the whole match play thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, a local monthly medal at their club, match play, right? It's yeah. it's different, you know, so they're, they kind of thrive on that. Um I mean, if I was Luke Donald, I would be calling Ian Poulter right away and going, right, Poulter, get your cleats yeah, on. Yeah. We're, uh, you're on the Ryder Cup team. Um, I mean, if like I said, if Kepka's picked and it doesn't really matter anymore, I would definitely have Poulter on that team. Would you really? 100%. I mean, listen, if JT's made the team and he's had a rough year, and I know they've done it for team you know, spirit and stuff like that, and they're all boys, I would pick Ian Poulter 100%. Um I would 1,000% and I love Ian Poulter, right? I'd 1,000% not take him to Italy. Like, ah. I would say if things weren't so fractured, unbelievable in the team room and, and I'd love yeah, to have yeah, him yeah. there. Just the relationships aren't there to do that yet, uh, especially since he's on the Majestics team with Henrik Stenson, who was supposed to be, supposed to be the captain. captain. Yeah, yeah. 
But I think the problem you've got with Polks is, and this is something I don't think people realise, is he has been a captain's pick his last four appearances yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like he's had four I, wild cards into this thing. I think 2012 like solidified him as being like the Ryder Cup guy. And yeah. how many times you Missed see him Ryder fist Cup. pumping and, mm-hmm. you know, reenacting his, you know, vein popping out of his forehead. Yeah. Beating the chest. Beating the chest. Um, so that's obviously why every captain's probably like, damn, I need Ian Poulter on the, on the yeah. team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He loves Italy. He likes Ferraris. He likes good wine. <laughs> Italy's his cup of tea. Um, Tommy Fleetwood. That's another one we've got to, we've got to mention Tommy Fitzpatrick. I mean, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the argument for myself to be convinced we have a sniff at this thing. Yeah. So, you know, we've got those four, four, uh, qualified players. You add in Fitzpatrick, you add in, um, Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. Rose, I'd take yeah, for Rose. sure, for sure. With ball striker, you know, you, you where does the where does this sort of youth come from? Where does the energy come from in that team? Energy you're going to get from Victor Hovland, right? He's the hottest player in the world. Yeah, right. Does he does he bring the energy though? I mean, from one post, the guy's energy, turned to a meme. Maybe not exciting, but right. like energy as in like aura. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you come true. in yeah, and yeah. you've got there you've got is. kind There's of like Hovland, my yeah. chest is out, I'm like feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's something that's very meaningful in the Ryder Cup. Never forget seeing Rory at Glen Eagles in 2014 after his summer of winning all those tournaments and stuff. I mean, honestly, the guy literally looked like he wanted to take on four or five guys because yeah. he thought he could take yeah. them down. Yeah, good point. It was uh, good it point. was something else. Just the the aura he had, Stenson and, and and Rose as a team in that Ryder Cup. They had that same, like, we're unbeatable. I remember they played Bubba and someone else, and Bubba and his partner were nine under par uh, in, mm. the, in the four balls and got beat three and two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you just couldn't beat that that uh, European Ryder Cup team back then. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, and, and I can't wait to talk to Jim about... Mm-hmm. Lots of different parts of it, such as, I mean, the selection process is what it is. I think, you know, everyone's going to debate their, you know, their thoughts on that one, you know, uh, but I want to hear now the team is selected. What do they think about the course? He's been on away territory. He's played it on nine Ryder Cups as a player. He's been the, the captain at, on away soil in Paris, mm-hmm. at Paris National. Yeah. Um, you know, what is it like to prepare to be in that hostile environment? I read earlier maybe last night, 1993 is the last time U.S. has won it away. And don't ask uh, me where 93 is because I, I didn't it was, it. it was the Belfry. 93 right. was a Belfry year. Um, yeah, ni- 91 was the war on the shore. Yeah. That was Kiowa. Kiowa, yeah. 93, I don't think they won at the Belfry. Yeah. It was one, be one, of those, one of those, like, in the 90s was the last time they won... Well before I was born. No, I think um, actually think you're I think you're right. I think they said thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Which is um well relax. <laughs> thirty years ago. Um yeah, that is uh that's a long time and, and I think the US I really do think the US team is is strong. Incredibly strong. Um and I've yeah. always cheered for the like okay, I should be cheering for the Euros, but I've always cheered for the US because it's those guys you watch it year in, year out, and yeah. Tiger was on the team and oh Tiger, you know is just a spectacle to watch. But yeah, I think the US has it this year. Yeah, they, they did. They did. The US team did win uh, that year in 93. I was thinking of the one in 2002, the um, one where Sam Torrance, I believe, was the, the captain. 
Paul McGinley hold the winning putt on the 18th green. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that one, uh, that, was, that was a great Ryder Cup. So anyway, I think it would just be phenomenal to take a little walk down memory lane yeah. with Jim um, and just, I just want to know what it's like in that team room. I've held the Ryder Cup. So have I. So ah, good. It's amazing. So it's good. amazing. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the special trophies. I think it's the most special team event in world sports. Can you think of a better one? No, no, I think this, and outside of being a golfer, like I find people tune in to watch yeah. regardless. It's, yeah. you know, Europe versus, you know, what we would say the rest of the world in a way. Um, you know, and like I said, I should always cheer for Europe, but yeah. sometimes you just, you want to pull for the, the Americans, but this year, like I said, I think they win it, but I'm, I'm going to root for Europe. I don't know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Everyone. I would love to say I'd love to experience a Ryder Cup in Europe. Yeah. Because from videos like from France and stuff, it was just nuts. Yeah. And it was like that's it was like goosebumps watching it. Well, I've said to you many, many times, I've been to I think it's five now. So I was there and I was there at the K Club in 2006. I was at Celtic Manor in 2010. I was at Medina 2012. I was at Glen Eagles. Glen Eagles in 14. I've been to any since. 18 was Paris. No, I've not been to any, any since 14. Yeah. It's a bit of a... And then there was a bit of a jog because of COVID. They had to move some of the events a couple yeah. of years later. So, um, yeah. So I saw some good ones. Saw some good ones. Um, you ever been to a President's Cup? No. Because you really don't care for a President's Cup because it's I don't, I, the rest I of the world. I know, I, I know. That, I'd like I just, to go next year because... Actually, our guest is the captain of the 2024 U.S. team. Yeah. Um, Mike Weir is the captain of the international team being be in one. Canada. So it'd be cool to, to go and see it in Canada, but uh, a Ryder Cup. Just special. Yeah. yeah. It's just so special. Lots of golf courses play a Ryder Cup style event at this time of year. Why to you is it special? I don't know. I don't know. It's a great, it's a great I mean, obviously like having like your, you know, roots in like yeah. you know scotland and england and you know you want to cheer for those boys yeah. um yeah it's like the event to watch every every second year two things happened in in 1997 for me um tiger won the masters and i remember vividly watching that and then europe won the Ryder cup at valderrama that year the mm. sevy one yeah, which yeah, he was yeah. captain and there's the scenes in the rain and that sunday singles i can still see it i get goosebumps thinking about it it was just so special. That was that was literally at the end of that summer after watching that Ryder Cup was when I first picked up a golf yeah. club and got an interest in the game. I think 97 is when I was potty trained. 2007. <laughs> but it, I get. I think it was a Ryder Cup when uh, they played it at the Belfry where someone drove the green. I think, is that, is that 10? 10. And I remember watching that as like a kid going like, how do you do that? Like, that's impressive. So yeah, there's always like moments from a Ryder cup where you're like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty cool. cool. So that's cool. All right. Without further ado, guys, we are going to, uh, bring our guest in really excited. Can't wait for you guys to hear the insights into this, Mr. Jim Furyk. Okay, guys, absolutely delighted. A huge treat for us to be joined by Mr. Jim Furyk. Jim, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're good. We're good. Very Thanks. Good. Excited. Um, this is yeah, awesome. This is, uh, we're all got Ryder Cup fever over here. Um, we've been talking about it. Obviously, things ramp up once the qualification stops, end of tour championship, mm-hmm. and 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 the picks start to happen. I'm sure you know. For you, it's been been a little bit of a a longer sort of you know build up with all the planning. 
Uh, it is. It is. Obviously, uh, our captain, Zach Johnson, is the one that uh, has all the pressure, makes all the decisions. Uh, you know, he, he leans on the, uh, the five of us vice captains, asks our opinion, but ultimately it's his decision. It's his team. And, um, you know, he also leaned a bit on the, uh, on the six automatic qualifiers mm -hmm. to kind of get mm -hmm. their opinion. They play with those guys, you know, every day. And, and so, uh, I think getting the picks, you know, for me, getting the picks behind you in 2018 was a big deal. Now all of a sudden you've got a group of 12, you've got a team that you need the mold, uh, pairings need to be made. Um, and I think, you know, a, a captain kind of wants to, to let those players know what his expectations are as far as here's where I see you kind of fitting in. Here's where, our, you know, whether it's four ball foursomes, both how many matches they may be playing. And so uh, a lot of work to be done now between now and then. But uh, uh, for me, getting the, the picks kind of behind me was yeah. uh, kind of a <sighs> – you know, kind of yeah. one of those. Uh, you make some great calls, you make some bad calls. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, kind of like game on now. Uh, yeah. Time to get ready and, uh, and and get to Rome. Yeah, I mean, all the official stuff out the way now. It's, totally. it's time to it's time to get down to, to business and, and get it done. Um, what does the Ryder Cup mean to you? Uh, my favorite event. I love it. Is it really? Uh, I love playing for my country. Uh, I love playing with a team. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with... Uh, just the, the, the bonds, the friendships, uh, with the, with so many guys that I played with and whether it was a Ryder cup, president's cup, um, mm -hmm. just pulling for each other and having a team to play for. I grew up in team sports. Uh, I love the individuality of golf, but, uh, man, getting to put the, the flag on your shirt, uh, mm -hmm. having millions and millions of folks at home pulling for you is, uh, is a really cool feeling and an honor. And, and so, uh, you know, here I am, I'm 53 years old. Those playing days are behind me, but uh, just being able to kind of be there and be with the guys, uh, their significant others is, uh, is really cool for me. And it's an honor and uh, looking, looking to see how I can help. And, and uh, I mean, I, I watched uh, so many guys that I looked up to as, as not only my captains, but vice captains, you kind of had to pinch yourself that, you know, yeah. Ray Floyd's bringing me a sandwich for <laughs> going on here, but uh, you know, now it's a little bit of my turn and, and uh, just being connected to the, uh, the great players in the United States and, and seeing some of the best players in the, in the world of golf on this stage is pretty cool for me to watch. I, we were talking about earlier, both Ian and I have held the original, you know, the, the Ryder yeah. cup uh, and you've got another are nice you, are trophy. You sure? are, are you positive? Well, 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 mine, mine was Bryson's. It came out of a case and he's like, listen, it's, it's mine for a couple of weeks and then it's going to someone else. Okay. So that's, that, that's what I was told. Um, you know, when you, you need, you left, I mean, someone who would never play on a Ryder cup. Um, it's pretty special. And obviously, you know, you have a U.S. open trophy as well. Is your, you know, is this the year that, you know, the U.S. brings uh, brings that trophy back to the U.S. from uh, from European soil? Well, I have a lot of confidence in my guys. So if you would, you know, if you're going to hold me down, pin me down and make, <laughs> make me make a, uh, a prediction, uh, I think the U.S. has a good chance. I think we can win. But, you know, it's been 30 years. And so uh, somehow, some way, the Europeans always find a way to make themselves the underdog. They, they play the media side of it really, really good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest. It's been 30 years. Uh, yeah. We're on their home soil. They get to set up Marco Simone uh, to fit their team, their style. Um, mm. You know, I, I'm expecting some heavy rough. I'm expecting some greens that probably be a little bit on the slow side. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they like to set the golf course up really not for a birdie fest, right? They like right. to 
to, to limit mistakes. And, yeah. uh, and they've beat us at their own game for a lot of years. And so for us to take the next step as a team uh, and really feel like uh, you know, we're going to turn the tide, we have to win in foreign soil. And that's just something we haven't done in a long time. I mean, going back to, to 97, Jim, your first Ryder Cup. To play on that one, what was that like with Seve, Valderrama, on you know continental Europe? I mean, that must have just been one of the cool... I know, obviously, the result went the wrong way for Team USA, but that must have been a cool one, for that to be your first one. Yeah, I think the only thing I could really, just off the top of my head, I could liken that to is you know Steve Stricker being the captain of the President's Cup team in his home state in Wisconsin mm-hmm. was a yeah. pretty cool feeling. Here you have Seve doing it in Spain, uh, probably the first time it was ever out of uh, Great Britain and Ireland, I believe. And so, uh, you know, I was yeah. a bit of a deer. I was at the time, I was 27 years old. Uh, no one expected me to make that team. I kind of mm-hmm. rattled off a bunch. I think I rattled off like eight top tens in a row that summer mm. and uh, and made the team on points before we even got to the PGA Championship. And I was so excited, um, but a bit of a deer in the headlights, right? You're not, sure. You, the first time you go into any event that you haven't seen uh, for yourself, there's a little – uh, I guess, you know, hesitation, anticipation, not really knowing uh, yeah. what to expect. And it doesn't matter how many guys tell you what it's like. You mm-hmm. have to kind of experience it for yourself. And um, I had some I had some ups, some downs. It was an awkward week with all the rain. Yeah. Um, had some great matches uh, with Tom Lehman as my partner, Lee Jansen as my partner uh, that went down to the 18th hole. Those two didn't end up the right way and, and then had a good match with uh, with Nick Valdo as well. Yeah, um, that, that was a big win. That's Three impressive. and two against Faldo on the on the Sunday singles. That's impressive. Yeah. Drawing Faldo's name, you know, he had just set the all time record for points earned at the Ryder Cup that week. Wow! And then Jeez. drawing his name as a Ryder Cup rookie was uh as a was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, you know, you play all those names of uh, teams uh, as a player. Talk to me about twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Paris. You get the chance to to captain the team on away soil. How was that experience preparing to go and you know try and win, be the first one to to win it in so many years? Yeah, I I mean I I love the whole experience. Obviously the the result is extremely disappointing. Um, you know I love those twelve guys. I'd take them back in there anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, the week didn't go the way we wanted. Surely, uh, you know the question I get asked a lot is, you know, would you change anything? Which I don't know what arrogant son of a gun would say no after you left. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd do the same thing. I'd do it, you know, like, of, of course I would. Of course I would. I think you learn from, uh, I definitely, for two or three years, not a day went by where I didn't think about that event, maybe what yeah. we could have done differently. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I started playing the Ryder Cup, as I said, in 97. It was really a young player. I was kind of focused on myself. I thought the best way to help the team was, well, I, I need to play well. I need to play my best. And the more events you play and you kind of look around, it's a, it's a team event. We need 12 guys to play solid. Um, you start looking around the room, become a bit of a player captain. You start trying to uplift the, t- uplift the team, find guys that may be struggling, try to give them a little pep talk. Uh, you know, you start uh, cracking the whip with your, with your partners, you know, finding out what makes them tick and how, how can I help them play better? Uh, and then, you know, had the opportunity to kind of become a, a vice captain and a, uh, an assistant captain at both the President's Cup and uh, in the Ryder Cup in 2016. So that kind of helped me. As a captain, you look at things totally different uh, than a player. And, and so kind of looking at the team as a whole, it was nice to, uh, nice to have that experience uh, with Davis Love uh, at Hazeltine and then hop into the role in 18. 
It's cool. Yeah. Goosebumps. No, amazing. <laughs> amazing memories um, to, to sort of look back on. And talk to me about the team this year, right? So, you know, some controversial decisions yeah. that, that sort of Zach and, and yourselves as vice captains had to make. Was JT going to make the team? You know, some people, like Zach said, you can't leave JT yeah, at yeah. home. You don't leave JT at home. Yep. You know, and then other people obviously feel for Keegan and, and yeah, you know, Lucas and yeah, Brooksy mm-hmm. pick. So talk to me about about that sort of process and, and sort of obviously making those tough decisions. Cam Young, another super talented player that's going to play in some teams, but this wasn't his year. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Zach definitely reached out. We talked about it. We have a bunch of Zoom calls as vice captains. Uh, we try to uh, try to give Zach our best ideas, opinions, um, you know, it's also, I think really useful. Zach really, you know, he liked to lean on, on the top six as well. The automatic qualifiers as again, I, I see a lot of these guys play on TV, but I don't see, a, see them play that, you know, play live now anymore playing the champions tour. And so, you know, the automatic qualifiers, they see them week in and week out. They kind of tell you what guys are good at, what they're struggling with, who's playing well right now, who's not. Um, and, and so I think Zach t- kind of takes all that information and uh, and has to make some decisions. I think that at the end of the day, the beauty of it was he had a lot of good, a lot of good picks. You know, there was nine, ten, at least guys that you could have basically pined for and said they need to be on this team. You know, the uh, the matter of the fact was he only had six spots, and so it was a great. Honestly, what we kept telling him was we think it's a great problem to have. He just had to be. Um, comfortable that he had the best 12 guys together uh as a team and and uh you know z made those those decisions and uh i support him wholeheartedly you know i i think cam young's extremely talented i think keegan had a great year and would have been a great teammate but uh you know those decisions were made we got 12 guys now and we're ready to uh you know it's going to be uh we're going into the fire going into uh going into europe and uh, the fans there are amazing. Um, I don't care if they're in Spain, Great Britain, Ireland, and Rome, wherever it may be. The fans are awesome, uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can hear some quiet out there. Quiet, it's a good thing. Couple USA, USA out yeah. there. Uh, we'll, get early points in the board. I'm sure they'll be they'll be pretty quiet out there. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's always uh, always an epic battle. Uh, we're we're going to face a really strong European team, so mm-hmm. uh, our guys have to be ready to play. And and uh, I'm anxious to go see Marco Simone. I really uh, I've heard yeah. a lot about mm-hmm. it. I've seen pictures, but uh, I'm anxious to go see it in person. If we can, let's talk a little bit about the European team. So, I mean, Jim, as as a European, um, as someone, I've been to five Ryder Cups myself. I was there in 06, 10, 12, 14 forget the other one I was at, but you know, I've, I've seen so many, I've seen really the golden era of that European sort of run. Um, and I look are, at this are you, team. Are you going to this one? Unfortunately for the European team, I'm not, I'm I not. Love but, it. Uh, I love it. Cause I, I think we lost everyone. <laughs> we did. Good. You That's did. Good. I was wondering if it was you. You were going to ban me. Um, <laughs> so look at that. When you look at the European team, other than really, you know, the, the Victor Hovlins, Rory, John Ram, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you see or who do you see as the sort of uh, talented players that they can bring in as the future of the European team? Well, you got Fitzy and you got Wallace for sure. Yeah. Right off the bat where those come to mind immediately. Matt uh, Wallace, yeah. that's Matt what Wallace I really thought of. Yeah. Yep. 
I think where Europe has done so well in the past is you look at the golf courses they've played. You look at yep. the Belfry, yep. you look at Celtic Manor, you look at the K Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Paris, for goodness sakes, uh, you know, I think back to the, the history and the French Open being there so many times. They had yeah. 288 competitive rounds around <laughs> Le Golf National. Yeah, we had yeah. Glen Eagles, you know, Glen eight. Eagles so as well. Yeah. done a good job of hosting events there for a number of years. And correct right. me, I think they've had three Italian Opens now at Marco Simone. So maybe not as much history there, but I think not only do the, do the superstars have really stepped up in the past for Europe, but mm-hmm. that six through 12 has also, you know, they've really played some solid golf and that was yeah. evident in Paris as well. Those guys have stepped up. I think a lot of it is uh, being comfortable on the golf course, having a lot of rounds around it, knowing it very well and, and uh, having it set up pretty well for their team. Uh, they've, they've done a good job, and they've played good top to bottom from 1 to 12. So I know Rory's the heart and soul, and I know Rom, you know, Emotional, mm-hmm. Vic, Fitzy, Wallace, all great players. Yeah. But it's, you know, their depth uh, has, you know, their, their, their depth in their team has always played very well. I mean, how do you feel, and, and do you feel it'll have an effect that, you know, obviously the, the sort of live mm-hmm. sort of uh, – issue if you want to call it that with so much of the heart of what what has been that team over the last 10-12 years with Poulter and Stenson and Westwood and Sergio all being over on live not even being part of this even on the on the team or in the team room do you feel like that's going to be felt you know by the European team or do you think it'll galvanize them to 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 kind of you know rejuvenate a new spirit I think it's both. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think if I said, no, it's not going to bother the team at all, I wouldn't be doing those guys a, a service. And yeah. as uh, great leaders and, and great players and, and, and all the success they've had. But looking at the leadership they do have, uh, Rory's obviously the heart and soul. He has been mm-hmm. for quite some time now. John's very emotional player. And yeah. and that carries over to the team. Vic's having a great year. And, you know, I mean, I don't even know how you – Matt Fitzpatrick, as well as he played last year, we're mentioning guys before him. Yeah. Uh, Wallace is coming on strong. So Tommy uh, Fleetwood's in there with, with you know, the edge of the, yeah. who has, you know, he's been playing great for the last 10 years. So, yeah. um, do I think they'll be missed? Absolutely. But I mm-hmm. think there's enough talent and enough leadership that, uh, as you said, it's kind of a new era and you kind of move on. And when you saw, kind of Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and Jim Furyk and, and down the row of guys that had played in a number of events. And all of a sudden, you know, Steve Stricker, all of a sudden, you know, we're old, we, we move on. And, and, uh, and there's a bunch of young talent on our side that's uh, ready to step up and, and uh, they've been playing great. Yeah. Well, we, we were saying just before you joined us, I, I believe it's the greatest team event in world sports. Nothing. I don't get as excited. I mean, every year I get excited for the masters, but yeah. yeah. Every other year, there's nothing gets me as excited as the Ryder Cup. So uh, as we build up towards that, I, I just I just can't wait to see how it all kind of plays out. It's a phenomenal week to see you guys as players and, and vice captains and captains interact with the the fans and out there trying to kind of almost as as, as the away team interacting with the fans, kind of softening the the kind of uh, you know spirit that's going to be coming back towards you and all that. So all those tactics is fun to watch, but. Uh, it's going to be a great week. It sure is. I can't argue with you. I think uh, we, we always enjoy the fans. I know, you know, coming down the steps, they had this great arena in Paris. And so coming from the steps mm. down, I kind of 
I got booed on my way down to the first tee, <laughs> and I thought it was awesome. I had a bunch of European players that like actually apologized and said, you know, we feel terrible that that happened. Yeah. I, I didn't really take it as like they were booing like they hated me. It was just yeah. we were the enemy at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah of we course. in enemy territory. I thought it was incredible. I mean, I loved it. And so I kind of looked at them and shook my head, and I said, man, I didn't take that in a bad yeah. way at all. I was – I actually felt like that was uh it was a good thing. You know, I would I would have been upset if they had cheered for me. Come on. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean we we had the, the Europeans had taken a pace then in sixteen. Um, you know, we had all those years of of you know um of, of kind of wins before that. So yeah, that was that was a, a big one for Europe to try and obviously get it back and and um I don't know. I, I think I think we've been sharing some thoughts. I, I think the US team Jim are I think they're heavy, heavy favorites in uh, in Italy this year. I know there, they, you go. there you go again. There you go. Again. Heavy favorites. Thirty years. <laughs> you keep playing it up. Uh, we're good at it, aren't we? You, you can keep playing it up. We're not listening. How's that? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, before we before we we let you go, and again, we're we're so appreciative of your mm-hmm. time. I'd love to chat to you a little bit about Furic and Friends, yeah. um, the tournament that you, you and Tabitha host. Uh, tell us what that means to you. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, I kind of have to pinch myself a little bit. Uh, as I was, Tabitha and I had a, an event called the Furic and Friends for about 10 years. And it was a, a charity golf tournament where we invited, uh, you know, some celebrities, some golf pros. And we'd raise about, we got it to where we were raising about four to $500,000 uh, towards oh, you know, the wow. last, say, six to 10 years. It's amazing. And, uh, but we wanted to grow, right? We want to help our community, we want to help Northeast Florida. And, and there's a there's a greater need. And as I was getting close to 50, we we kind of thought about, well, could we host a Champions Tour event, a PGA Tour <laughs> Champions event? And uh, we got the blessing from the tour. We found a great sponsor in Constellation. And and mm-hmm. so now we have the Constellation Furek and Friends presented by Circle K. And uh, first two years, we raised almost $2.5 million for charity. So wow, that's cool. Um, I got to give a lot of credit to we have a great team. Uh, we have five employees that work for our foundation and my wife. Uh, kind of heads it all up. Um, you know, she, uh, I knew when we did this that uh, I kind of had to ask her first and I knew I'd be traveling, I'd be playing golf, I'd be yeah. you know, <laughs> on the road and she would be doing all the work. So uh, yeah. a lot of credit to her, my hat's off. Um, you know, she's the one that kind of drives our foundation and, and uh, leads the team for our event. So it's been a blessing. It's here in Jacksonville, Florida at Tim Aquana Country Club the, the first week of October. And um like I said, I'm proud, proud of her and I'm proud of our team. I love it. Very I cool. love it. Excellent. Well, you've got a busy six weeks ahead of you uh, traveling across the pond. We believe you're playing next week. Uh, I'm off. No, I'm actually off. Off I'm next off. week. Okay. Yeah. The Champions Tour is in St. Louis. Um, okay. And I am off next week. Uh, good for you. And then may play the following week. I've got some nice, travels nice. In, in my sights. Very good. Very good. Well, Jim, um, again, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, have, have a great trip over the pond. Just, just not too much luck over there, eh? <laughs> I'm, I'm cheering for you, Jim. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to, sorry you to speak to a euro. I apologize. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, right. no, one, no one warned me, and then I heard the accent, and I went, oh, I know, no. I know. Anyway, territory over here. Well, the good news is you're not going to the Ryder Cup this year, so maybe we have a chance. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'll see if there's a seat in the plane. I'll maybe give Luke a call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Thanks so much again for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mikey, Mr. Jim Furyk, Mr. 58, Hall of Fame, or in the future, what a guy. I just need some red, white, and blue after that. Do you? That's so good. You USA, just your alliance. USA. You know what? You are a turncoat. No, but think about it. It's, you wait till see what the captain's picks are. 
for the European team. The U.S. team is stacked. They got my boy, Scotty Scheffler, who's going to be a Ryder Cup hero. They're going to bring it back from Rome, a Veradarici Rome. Buongiorno USA with a trophy. You heard it here first. Well, after, I don't know when this is coming out, but... You're easily swayed, aren't you? I know, you? I know. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. I mean, his insights into being a rookie back in 97, deer in the headlights, draws Faldo, you know, top uh, Ryder Cup point scorer of all time and goes out and dusts them three and two. Is uh, that pre-Faldo changing his swing? No, no, that was, uh, Faldo changing his swing was, was sort of early 90s Faldo. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, 97 was obviously, he had won the Masters in 96, beat Greg Norman in that epic Masters. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, he was towards the end of his uh, of his career, but he's still Nick Faldo, right? Mm-hmm. That that team in 97 with Parnovic, um, yeah. Alathabal, you know, Monty in his prime, uh, taking down... Scott Hoke, I believe it was that uh, that Sunday. What a swing one he had! Unreal, unreal. So good. My favorite, my absolute favorite. That's who I want. I want to. You know, we've obviously had Jim on from the European side. I'm dying to get US Monty side, on. Chief. Sorry, US side. Sorry, US side. Uh, you're a European I'm captain or uh, vice on. captain or someone on there would be would be pretty would cool. Be I don't know epic. anyone. We're working on it. If you're we're listening, on it. we know we know some people who know Monty, so uh, we're going to try and make that happen. But um, cool to hear his insight into obviously how influential the six qualified players were yeah. to the six. Yeah, I never players. realized they would have. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I didn't realize they wouldn't have input, but how much input Zach yeah. asked them for, I think, is is pretty cool, and uh, it's probably one of the main reasons that I think, you know, Mm -hmm. JT still got that call up is they're like, you can't not have JT because during Ryder Cup, he's animated him and Spieth have a good record together when they play together. His record's unreal. 16-5-1. Unreal. It's insane. Um, So, yeah, I I think JT is just like, okay, he's had a bad season, but, you know, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to let the US team down. I'd I'd be shocked if he's the worst player for the US team. Yeah. I mean, Europe have been in that scenario where they've, they've taken Sergio, who is out of form, but it's Sergio, right? He's, yeah, I think he now is the leading point scorer in, in Ryder Cup history, I last, believe. Yeah, last year for his last Ryder Cup, he yeah. was the... the he, he took over right. uh, the, the, the points sort of record. Again, you, you just he's had a, a few picks um, towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, not that JT is, but there are times when you, your talisman maybe don't have the best year mm-hmm. and they need they need a pick and yeah. that's what the picks are for. Yeah. So for me, the US have a team this year. A team being a group of individuals surrounded by captains and vice captains who can give them the support and structure they need to play their best, feel their best, be as comfortable as they need to be. You have 12 players who love and adore one another and not 12 individuals. No. You, you really don't. No. Now, obviously... Brian Harmon, but even that, you know, played but with Ricky on the Walker Cup team. Played with Ricky, him and Zach Johnson are boys. And I know Zach Johnson's not playing, but you, he, the Ryder Cup team U.S. has yeah. two major champions this year. Yeah. Three. Uh, U.S. Open, uh, Open and the PGA Brooks Kepka. Right. Right. So, I don't know, that's that says a lot. Like, you have the three major champs of this mm-hmm. year out of, you know, out of four is, and a player's champ. Yeah, we you know, fourteen major championships uh, on on that team. You've got Spieth with his majors, JT with his majors, like you said, Brooks, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. Et There's, I think, I counted Scotty Scheffler with his uh, Masters. I mean, fourteen major wins uh, on that team. I think um, anything with Scotty Scheffler 
is a winning team. You really are a fan. Uh, we boy. get Scotty Scheffler on the pod. But we talked about the European team, Mikey. Um, you know, it, it's going to be, I mean, interesting to hear Jim, obviously. I, I, yeah, I think there's some deflecting tactics there. If I look down the line of that European team and we see, you know, Rory, Ram, right, qualified on the European points list. We look at on the world points list, Rory, Ram, Hovland, Hatton. Then you've got Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Sepp Stracker. Interesting that he was saying Matt Wallace. Yeah, Matt but I Wallace, think Matt Wallace had a decent beginning, right? I don't see, I mean, I'm going to need to have a, I don't see Matt Wallace in. And probably boys with Luke Donald as well, right? I don't see Matt line. Wallace on the on the. I want to see where he, where we find him on the European list. I mean, I don't think he's anywhere to be found. Let me see the world list because he does play more in the US. Yeah, Matt yeah. Wallace. It's funny you you mentioned Sebstrack. I know he's where's he twenty second, and that's after jumping eight places after uh, finishing well last week. In where did they play last week? Were they in? Czech Republic or something. Yeah, somewhere? the Czech Open, yeah. Czech Open. I think Shane Lowry deserves a call. Like, I mean, his I mean, short game's wild. Lowry's sitting eighth on the world points list. Seb Straka is seventh. You've got Rose in ninth. Uh, Robert McIntyre, tenth. He's also, I think he's third on the European and those, points list. And yeah. when does the, the captain's pick for Europe is? This weekend. After the, after Kranz. Right. I believe. What a cool event that is too. So yeah. whoever wins, I mean, not whoever wins that because it could be, a, <clears throat> no offense to nobody that wins it, but yeah. yeah, this is a big week for those boys. And um, yeah, yeah the, the, I mean, the European team could be a lot better than what we all thought it was going to be. You know, where oh, Poulter's gone, Sergio's gone, all those boys. But I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I just, honestly, I still go to look at the, look at the European list. Rory, Ram, McIntyre, right? Great. McIntyre's obviously rookie, but you know he's got the dog in him. He, mm-hmm. He'll be good. Yannick Paul, oh yeah, yeah that Adrian Moronk, Victor Perez. Then you've got Fleetwood, who's he'll make it. Rasmus Hoygaard. You've got. I would think you've got to probably blood one of the Hoygaard boys. Uh, Hoy, Nikolai, Nikolai Hoygaard won uh, at Marco Simone in twenty one. Do you think though that Europe, if it was those guys, that that European team is tight like the US team? No, and that's not that's, even close. that's the scary. In my opinion, that's the scary thing. Close. It's not, it's not a boys' trip. It's a, it's just another golf tournament, and then it's awkward. You know when you go on like a yeah. business trip and you meet a group of people, and the first two days is awkward, and the last three days you're all buddies, and oh, I'm gonna yeah. come visit you, and you know, meet your kids and stuff, and having a good time. That's what that Ryder Cup would be. That's what you say to him then behind your back. It's like, he's a... Oh, he's a dummy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> to the PJ show yeah, every year. I don't get to. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, this feels to me like a President's Cup. That's how I feel about this. Top heavy in talent mm-hmm. in the President's Cup generally is. And then the back end, you look at it and go, yeah. don't fancy it. Um, I hope it is competitive. That's the only thing. Like, I hope Sunday we're not watching... And we'll obviously be watching early Sunday morning because it's in Italy. Yeah. But I hope it's, I hope it's close to, I hope I, you know, Sunday, the second group and it's like, okay, they've won, you know, 14 and three, you know, that would be devastating. Um, 14, 28 points up for grabs. I'm going to say this, this could be a something in the region of 17, 11. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a larger. It won't yeah. be like a half a point or two points difference. It'll be four or five points for I sure. I think there's going to be a a, a gulf yep. uh, between these. 
Um, Tiger said it perfectly. Win every session, you win the Ryder Cup, right? Win every session. So I watched I, that this morning. What that Tiger Woods saying that? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I was watching some um, some 2018 highlights last night. I watched I watched um, Tiger and Patrick Reed versus Tommy Fleetwood and Molinari day mm. one, and uh, the four balls. It was just just Tiger was so good in 18. 18, he was 18 so 19, good. he was swinging so good. Oh. I was watching 2019 Masters video, like the movie yeah. of his final round. What? I mean, that is the best yeah. videography I've ever seen in my life. That deserves an Oscar. Uh, never like, mind. Nobody needs OnlyFans when Mikey's get Tiger was in 2019. Like, listen, I'm manifesting Tiger. Oh, man. Yeah, we can... Uh, we can hope and we can pray, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to paint the the doom and gloom. But uh, you're wearing I, awful red and white and blue over there, pal. Well, I might be jumping the dike myself. <laughs> nah, never, never. Bleed yellow and blue, Michael. I mean, yeah, I should be supporting Team Europe, but this year you it's going to be the USA brings that cup full of spaghetti. I have to ride, get a ride home together, twelve. I'm driving. You can That's walk. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, let us know your thoughts. Love to hear your own thoughts on the, uh, the what the score is going to be. Lots of people think Europe are, I've got a real chance. They're strong. Um, I, I, st- I still think they're thinking that's Victor Hovland, John Ram, Aye. Rory McIlroy, um, you know, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood and Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick. And then you've got another six to go. You know, you can only, I don't know, I, I, you can't win a, Ryder Cup with eight eight players. No, you need to be. You know, nowadays you need to be twelve strong. Yeah, and no offense to their captains, vice captains pick, but I think the Europeans vice captains are a bit weak. Do you like? Okay, Luke Donald captain, good. Yeah, you know, decent. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Colsertz, I mean, I guess yeah. he came out of retirement to be vice captain. One. Weird. Jose Maria Alfabo, like okay, love love that that love is good because he's a orig- original, like OG. you know, Ryder yeah, yeah. Cup, you know, twenty twelve captain and stuff. I know they're Italian, but Frankie and Eduardo, come on. You've got to get Mamma the crowd. Mamma as they say. <laughs> you got to get the crowd on your side. No, though, I know, but right? Frankie's be slinging pizzas for fun. Frankie looks like he's asleep. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then Thomas Bjorn is the last one. Oh, I remember we met yeah, him. I know, grumpy. Grumpy. Come on, USA. I know, I know. Right after Tiger won the Masters. Oh, good event yesterday, Thomas. I don't to get. Not interested. I know. Don't want to piss off. Enjoy Italy. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, it's going to be a great Ryder Cup. Where how far are we out now? Four, three and a half weeks. Today is the end of August. End Holy of August. moly, that's depressing. We're four weeks out. We're about four weeks out, just under four weeks from uh, the Ryder Cup. Um, yeah, it's it's a special, special week. I cannot wait. September twenty fifth, it all kicks off. We should go. I'm down. I love going to Italy, Rome, the Colosseum, pasta, wine. Be tremendous. Anyone uh, who Godfather. would like to fly a couple of likely lads over to Rome for the, the Ryder Cup, happy to cover it in the YouTube channel. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Okay, guys, let us know who's going to win the Ryder Cup, who's going to be the top point scorers, uh, who are the likely picks. This one will probably go out before, may go out before the Ryder, European Ryder Cup team. I said might not. I'm thinking when, when this will post. But who, in your opinion... Will uh, will be the strong players in each team? That's what I want to know. Scotty Scheffler. No, with that button. Ah, just wait. He's on fire. Come on, Scotty. <laughs> He's basically. I'll set his button fire. Okay, 
Uh, guys, stay tuned. We're, the podcast is back. The Tour Experience podcast is back. Mm-hmm.